Hello, this is Mike McDavid, intern pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church here on August the 13th. And we're going to start reading here in 2 Chronicles chapter 1. A few verses, and then we're going to have a word of prayer. 2 Chronicles chapter 1, starting here in verse 7. And it says, In that night did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast showed great mercy unto David my father, and hast made me to reign in his stead. Now, O Lord, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Give me now wisdom and knowledge, that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this thy people? That is so great. And God said to Solomon, Because thou was in thy, this was in thy heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither yet hast thou asked long life, but hast asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself, and that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord, and I pray, Father, that you will show us what you would have for us in your word today. And we thank you for all the blessings you bestowed upon us this week. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're talking about Solomon here today. And in the context of what do you ask God for? You know, seeing through the life of Solomon. What do you ask God for? Then I know later on Solomon marries a lot of wives and gets away from the Lord. I know that. But here at the beginning, he was doing something right, wasn't he? And God blessed. And he asked, he could have asked for anything. God contacted him directly and what would you ask for if god contacted you directly you know i hear these health and wealth preachers and they say well i'd ask for you know i ask god for money you know and so forth and they go on to justify that and i'm not saying sometimes you don't ask god for money you're behind your light bill what are you going to ask god for right <laughs> Or uh, and so forth and so forth. Uh, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago. I have a book called Earth Movers, and and the man that that uh, is in that book asked did ask God for money and said he'd give it back, and he did. I think he gave something like ninety percent of his money back to the Lord. Wow, you know. And uh, what do you ask God for? Solomon, out of all the things. He knew something. He knew something that he could pray for when God asked him that would be in God's will. Remember, the Bible says we're supposed to ask in his will. I think it'd be a wise thing when you go to pray that you say, like Jesus said, not my will but thine be done. Sometimes we pray amiss. The Bible talks about that too, doesn't it? We pray, but we pray amiss. And so at the end of our prayers, I think it'd be a good idea to say, you know what, Lord, if I pray anything wrong, <laughs> I want it your way, not mine. 
and leave, get, leave it in God's hands. Not that you don't pray for things. You should pray for everything. You should pray for everything. And Solomon, at, uh, with a country that was going to be rising to its pinnacle at the time, and power and, and wealth and what God was going to bless that country with, you know, he could have prayed for anything. They had a lot of enemies. A lot of peoples of that area have done terrible things to Israel, and he could have said, I would like the death of the Philistines, right? I would like the death of the Egyptians, or I like whatever, you know? He didn't say that. He could have said, Methuselah, I would like to outlive Methuselah, all right? Oldest man in the Bible. He did not ask for that. He did not ask for fame. He did not ask for the things that most of the world would ask for. But he knew that he was responsible now. Of course, God is responsible. But as the person put in charge of this great people, what God would want, and that is to rule them well, to be a great king, to be the right kind of a king. And to do that, he would have to have God's wisdom. And that's what he asked for. What a, what a man, right? Have you been given charge of a Sunday school? Have you asked God to give you wisdom to be able to teach them? How about you pastors? Have you asked God to give you wisdom to be uh, the right kind of pastor? How about you fathers and mothers? Have you asked God to be the right kind of father and mother? Or have you only asked as a mechanism of help, Lord, I need money, I need this, I need that, which you can ask for. I'm not saying you can't. But how about asking for wisdom of what God has put you in charge of? Maybe you're a boss. Maybe you're a worker. And God has placed responsibility in your lap. Have you asked God for help for that? I think that would be a wise thing. And so we're going to see what God did with Solomon in asking this thing. But before he even asked in First or Second Chronicles 1.1, we're going to note something. It says, And Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in the kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him, and magnified him exceedingly. We're going to find that Solomon had a connection with the Lord. Now Solomon was born in... Uh, Dubious circumstances, wasn't he? Right? With David and Bathsheba. And uh, we weren't going to get into all that business, but uh, I tell you what, God will bless who he will bless. And aren't you glad? <laughs> aren't we all? And God blesses him at the beginning with his presence. Magnify him. In other words, he blessed him. And his response to him, we're not going to read it, but two through six is they worshipped him. He led his people in worship of the Lord. You know, most Christians that call themselves Christians anyways in this country, in America, but I'm, uh, I know there's many of you that are listening outside of the country, but, and I'm sure within your own country, uh, but within my country I can speak to, that a lot of Christians here 
they forget what God has done for them, as if they did it all on their own, as if God did not bless them. You know, one thing that Solomon recognized at the right there off right off the bat, he was blessed with the presence of God, and he led his people to worship the Lord. And we have people that are Christians that call themselves Christians in this country that uh, they don't even see the necessity. Now, I think some of them are Christians, to tell you the truth. But I think some are, and either are, are, are not taught right to do that, or, they, uh, are, or they're just calloused and backslidden. I think we need to worship the Lord and thank Him and bless His holy name. Right. So they worshipped him, and he he was blessed with the Lord's presence. We get into verse twelve of this chapter one, and it says, uh, "And wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and on and honor, such as none of the kings." have had and ever seen before thee neither shall there uh, shall there any after thee have the like he blessed him with the things he didn't ask for because his heart was right his heart was pure and he asked for something that he knew he would need to serve those people and the Lord and the Lord blessed him with I think the one thing that we need to understand and what we ask for not only to ask for things in God's will, but that uh, if there's any extra blessings, just be thankful. You know, I think sometimes we expect, oh Lord, I, I, I expect you to provide me this. I had a boy tell me one time, I expect you to get me this or that. <laughs> well, you can imagine what I said to him. <laughs> We shouldn't expect. And we should be thankful for anything that's given to us. And it's said that in, in, in his day that Israel was so wealthy that just silver was common. Gold was common. Can you imagine? And not that he asked for it or desired it, but because his, now there, there's a key there, his heart was right. Remember the Bible says it's not the love, it's not money that's the root of all evil. It's the love of it. And at least at this time, that was not in his heart or God wouldn't have blessed him with it. So he blessed him with the rest. So he gave Solomon the wisdom he to make the right choices. He yielded his will to God and to rule over the people, to judge Rightly, God bless Solomon with all these things, and and uh, we. I'm not going to turn there because we don't have the time. But Matthew six six says, "When you pray to and worship the Lord in secret, He will reward you openly." That's true. That's true. But in Second Chronicles chapter two verse twelve, one of the blessings from this when he asked God for is he got a chance to well let's look verse 12 and Haram 
said, Moreover, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, that made heaven and earth, who hath given David the king a wise son, and endued to David the king's wise son, endued with uh, prudence and understanding, that might build a house for the Lord, and a house for his kingdom. God gave him the privilege of building God's house within Israel. You say, well, yeah, so, so. No, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. You know, some people don't really look at today, but they don't look at the church. And I'm talking about the churches. We think of the building, right? I'm talking about the church as far as a group of God-fearing believers that come together to worship the Lord as a church, as a group of people bought, baptized uh, believers that are there to worship and serve the Lord together, the church, can you imagine? And sometimes people don't see the necessity, even though the Bible talks much about it, to worship God within the context of the church not talking about some invisible um, universal church, right? No, no. Your local church, there's, they don't see the need to even attend. Well, there is a need, my friend. God works through the church. And just as Solomon was given the honor to build the house of God for Israel, you and I are given the honor to build his kingdom up by building and working within his church. The kingdom is where he rules. Does he rule your life? Well, let me ask you this. What have you done for him this week? If you haven't, he's not ruling your life. You're not living within the context of his kingdom. And within his kingdom, his rule, he works through the church. What have you done for your church this week? Do you love your church? Have you given yourself to the church this week a little bit? To that group of people that you worship God with? I think you need to think about it if you have not. What have you asked God for? Have you asked God to bless your church? Not just numerically, although that also. Spiritually, revival, and numerically that you can better serve him in your community with. The gospel is free, but sometimes we need to, to uh, do what we can in this world to, to encourage our church by our attendance, by our giving. Uh, the gospel is free, but those lights cost a little bit of money. You know, the gospel is free, but man, your preacher could use the encouragement by your attendance. He sure could. So could your church. Ten more people show up at your church in a small church. So what an encouragement that is to a church. In a big church, you know, a few people coming in on a continual basis really does help to encourage the church and your pastor. It's important. It's important. We're two more gathered together. He's amongst you. And he does work through the church. So, Solomon was given the privilege of building the house of God. And we know it was in God's will. How do we know it was in God's will? Let's see. 
Let's go here to 2 Chronicles chapter 5. Chapter 5. Something we all should be praying for within the context of our churches. 2 Chronicles 5, verse 13 and 14. And it, and it came even... It came, let me reread this here. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound and heard in the praising and thanking of the Lord. What a service that sounds like, huh? And when they lifted up their voice and the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments and the music and praised the Lord saying, for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud even the house of the Lord. We know it's in his will because God moved in. God moved in. Has God moved in your church, my friend? I pray for this with ours, that God moves in. I, You know, honestly, I pray for this with my own house, that God moves in and stays. I know he's in your heart, but you know what I mean. God's presence, God's power. Has God moved in your house? I pray that he's moved in my house to a point when people drive past, they feel his presence. Not for edification of me, no, no, no. But for him. And the same with our church. That the, 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 the neighbors of the church building where we meet will feel the presence of God tomorrow morning. That it just oozes from your church. We find in verse 14, it says, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Not only did he move in, but he filled the house with his glory. Do you not think he could do that today? I say he can. Same God. Same God. I believe tomorrow morning within our churches, whether you are in Namibia, whether you are, you know, in uh, what some of the other other uh, countries that, that have listened in on here, Ireland or South Africa and Germany and, you know, uh, Australia, Brazil, Japan. I don't, there's so many countries. I've lost track. My goodness. What a privilege to be able to speak to you all and in America. But wherever you're at, wherever you are, whether you're in the Netherlands, you know, or whether you're in Hungary, doesn't really matter. Will you ask God that tomorrow morning that he will fill your church with his presence and his power? That he'll fill your own house with that. That he will fill you with that. That when you go to work, people will see God in you. What a prime to the pump of witnessing for the glory of God. When you tell them about the gospel, that he will, they will feel his presence so much that they will be burdened to get saved. Isn't that what it's all about? Isn't it? Are we willing to be a part of God's work in this uncertain world, and build his house, build his church, build his kingdom, fill his, his heaven with 
people by telling them about him. We pray for wisdom. Do we act on it? You know, there's a verse in Matthew 6, I think it's 33, it says, if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you, do you seek him first? Do you put him first? My friends, what do you ask God for? I hope this maybe puts some different perspective on that question. And before you go to bed tonight, or if you listen to this in the morning, that you, before you, you get her out into the, whether it's church tomorrow or work, that the Lord, you will, you will ask the Lord for the right things. Wisdom. Maybe, maybe to be able to have the bravery to tell people about him. Whatever it is. For his honor and glory. Right? Amen. Well, let's have a word of prayer, dear Father. Just thank for this day you've given us, Lord. And I pray, dear Father, you will just help us. Not only tomorrow in church, but all through the week that we will serve you. That we will ask you for the right things. That you will give, give us wisdom. And uh, that you will give us uh, stamina to get through this world. That you will give us understanding on how to serve you best. And that tomorrow morning, on August 14th, that you will come down on our churches and give us revival. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I hope you all have a great Sunday tomorrow morning. If you're listening to us tonight, if you're listening to it tomorrow, I hope that you went to church and you had a great day. Please, please. What do you ask God for? Think about that this week. Pray to the Lord for wisdom. Pray to the Lord for some stamina as you go through the world. Pray to the Lord that he will give you a little bit of backbone this week to witness and uh, tell some poor lost soul about him, would you? God bless you.